0: Thoughtful Connections, a memory care podcast, aims to provide general information and insights about dementia and related topics. The content shared is not intended to be medical advice or a substitute for professional medical or clinical guidance. The purpose or goal of this podcast series is to help inform and educate family members considering memory care for a loved one. With us, as always, is Elizabeth Thompson, Arrow Senior Living Regional Director of Memory Care. Welcome, I'm Charlie Johnson, your host. Now, Elizabeth, uh, welcome back for another another round of visiting about all things dementia. Thanks for having me. So here's the question for this session. Now, one of our listeners wants to know if there are different types of dementia. How many different types of dementia are there?
1: Oh my goodness, there's so many. There are so many. Um, You know, we typically hear of like Alzheimer's disease. That's a very common one. Um, At one point in time, I think that that was attributed to 80% of the dementias out there, but now that we're learning more, that's that's less than that. Um, Vascular dementia is a common one. Lewy body dementia. Um, Frontotemporal lobe, which, you know, Bruce Willis He was just recently in the last year diagnosed with frontotemporal lobe dementia. Um, It gets really tricky because you can also have what's called mixed dementia. You can have more than one type of dementia. And all of these dementias are very unique in where they start in the brain and how they progress. So like Alzheimer's, for example, if you were to push about two inches in on either side of your temple, you wouldn't want to do that, though. be kind of painful but if you were to push two inches in on both your temples that's where you'd find your hippocampus your memory maker and typically that is where Alzheimer's starts but then for someone who has like Parkinson's dementia their disease starts in the back of their brain near the brain stem so you see a lot of uh, a lot of motor skill deficits before you see cognitive so yes there are many types.
0: So, so Parkinson's disease is actually considered to be dementia.
1: It is a type of dementia. I was I not aware is. of that. Yeah. Yep. There's um, different types of dementias. Um, there's even genetic types of dementias. One that we're seeing more frequently is alcohol onset dementia.
0: Talk, um, talk to me about that.
1: So, basically, if you drink a whole, whole lot, it's not a good thing <laughs> over long periods
0: of time. Well, here, all, all this time I've been worried about my liver. Now now you've just given me one <laughs> other thing to worry about.
1: It it would have to be a lot of alcohol, severe alcoholism um, so, over time.
0: So, the alcohol actually affects a certain part of the brain that brings on the dementia. Is that right? Yes.
1: Yes. So...
0: I have often heard Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and dementia used interchangeably. Talk to me about that.
1: They're not. If you listen to our first episode, you'll know that dementia is that umbrella term, and under that umbrella fall. Alzheimer's disease, Lewy body dementia, frontotemporal dementia, vascular dementia, Parkinson's disease, Huntington's disease. I mean, there's so many different types of dementia. Take a wild guess. How many types of dementia do you think there are?
0: Well, uh, you've listed about 14 or 15. (laughs) I wasn't really really counting. Um, I'm going to guess 25.
1: There are over 124. What? Yes. Yes. Over 124 different types of dementia. And I would say like five, six years ago, they were saying there's over 80 types. So we just continually learn more and more and we're discovering more types of dementia.
0: And so, so this, when you say discover, they're discovering it through research. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so that's why it's so important that research continues, research yes. is continued to be funded.
1: Yes. Yes, and <laughs> so,
0: so we, uh, as you all that, that are working with dementia, dementia um, patients, dementia residents, um, so, so the more you learn, the better you're able to, uh, to help these and support these individuals, right? Absolutely so so in your your years of working with individuals with dementia and i i'm sure that you've encountered multiple diagnoses. yes
1: yes i i will say though one of the problems that we have is because of the stigma and because of the sweeping it under the rug those symptoms most people don't get a true diagnosis until they're like five years in to their disease well, um, why is it um sweeping it under the rug, always, the spouse always answering for the husband.
0: So, so they, they want to deny the Did fact not, that, that they're showing the symptoms.
1: Yes, and I even think that doctors too. I mean, a lot of family um, practitioners, uh, they just think it's a, a normal part of aging. Um, I, I think that seeing a neurologist is where you're going to get a clearer picture. But um, like, I have a family member who has dementia, and his spouse um, is so used to answering questions for him that you don't always see it right away until you get him one-on-one and and start talking to him. And then you start to really see some of those things. When she's there, she's always kind of filling in those gaps, those blank spots during conversations, so you just don't really see it. So. Um, People that are going to notice those changes may be on the outside, maybe neighbors, maybe a, a daughter or a son. And I think that it's so important that we listen to them. Um, when we start seeing the slightest changes, let's get it checked out.
0: Mm-hmm. So the sooner the better.
1: Yes, because there actually are some uh, medications that are out there that will help slow the, the progress of the disease. There is no cure. But most of those medications that are out there have to be taken early, early on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got someone who's in mid-stage dementia, those medications aren't gonna help.
0: So this is a little bit off topic, but since you brought up medications, are there continuing to be new medications that coming onto the market that that are being used for dementia?
1: There are, they're very expensive and they usually have a lot of side effects. the It really just kind of depends on the person, um, what type of disease they have, where are they in the stage of dementia, um, if it's worth trying those medications. A lot of them are expensive. Some of them Medicare pays for, some of them they don't. Uh, sometimes you can get in on trials.
0: Okay, so, so we've talked about all the different types of dementia. So is it important, let's say let's say I have a, a loved one with dementia, or maybe, maybe I I feel like I have some symptoms of dementia. Is it important for me to know what type of dementia I have or or what type of dementia my family member has? Is it really all that important for me to know what type? Yes. how come come? tell me about that
1: (laughs) it's very important um and and a lot of people don't know what type they have um like i I said earlier about family practitioners you can have a doctor that's been your doctor for 30 years and they're a great doctor but they just don't have that expertise training in the brain and the changes that can take place Um, it's important to know what your actual diagnosis is for several reasons um one Each dementia progresses a little bit different and is unique. So if you're trying to plan for your future, um, like is this something that's gonna last five years or is this something that's gonna last 30 years? Um, You need to know those things. Uh, Different dementias, certain medications don't work for them. So there's medications that people with Alzheimer's take that someone with Lewy body dementia might not be able to take. So knowing the exact type of dementia you have, the better you can plan for your future, um, the better you can also um, create that care plan. Okay. You know, what, what kind of things are gonna happen? For someone with frontal temporal dementia, you know, typically the first things that we see are language deficits, not being able to find the right words. Um, someone with Parkinson's we're not gonna see that with mm-hmm. until much, much later.
0: Right. And Parkinson's normally is uh, something like with
1: motor, motor
0: skills. and Yes, okay, yeah.
1: and that's where it starts. And some don't always develop uh, the cognitive piece, but some do. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's the difference of that type of dementia starts in the back of the brain, at the brain stem, whereas Alzheimer's is starting in that memory maker spot. Um, frontotemporal lobe dementia starts in your frontal lobe. Um, so different types of dementia start in different places. And so you're going to see different symptoms in the beginnings for different types of dementia. Mm-hmm. And in order to know what to expect, it really helps to have a clear diagnosis.
0: Sure. So one thing that, that interests me that, that you have brought up is talking about, um, well, first of all, you you have mentioned previously that that there is no cure for dementia correct and and it, it is terminal yes okay and you've also mentioned that that different different dementias progress differently mm-hmm. okay so so can you you know give me some examples of maybe uh like uh, a type of dementia that maybe um, is quick like uh, progresses quickly uh, compared to maybe a type that maybe is slow in, in its progression and, and maybe discuss that a little bit.
1: Sure, um, so Lewy body dementia is typically one that goes much quicker. Uh, it's a more aggressive type of dementia whereas vascular dementia can last for many, many years. Um, vascular dementia is a blood flow dementia. Um, It's a lack of blood flow to the brain. um, So typically when someone has vascular dementia there's been a history of high cholesterol, um, stroke, those types of things. Um, Alzheimer's disease also can last much longer than Lewy body dementia. Someone who has mixed dementia it may go quicker. There's so many factors that, that factor into the progress of the disease also. Um, it's really a full medical history because if you take a completely healthy person, great physical shape, um, and they have absolutely nothing wrong with them except for Alzheimer's, they may live much longer than the person who is the same exact age as them who has Alzheimer's but also has diabetes.
0: So sure, there's a lot of lot of factors that come yeah. into play besides besides the dementia, right? You know, yeah. You know, as you mentioned, it could be diabetes, could be high blood pressure, it could be mm-hmm. they may have heart disease, could have had a stroke. There's a lot yep. of a lot of other variables that come into play.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, as I've mentioned uh, to you in, in our previous episode, you know, my mother was diagnosed with with uh, Alzheimer's, and okay. she actually. Um, was probably at home uh, with it uh, for a couple of years before, back in the '90s. Uh, then we put her into what we would call then a facility, and she mm-hmm. was there for, for six years. So, so you know, I would say that she had her dementia uh, for for at least at least eight years. You know, it, is that about a common uh, length of time for someone um, with Alzheimer's? About eight years? Is that a common length?
1: Um, five is about the average really? but yeah okay. yeah we see it a lot um, I have a friend who um, has a parent that has been showing um, signs of dementia for quite some time um, but the family just is in denial Oh, he's just getting older he's just forgetting things it's just oh he just needs a little extra help um, where I don't want to say I, I hate that but I, in a way I do because the sooner we get a diagnosis the sooner we can start um, doing things that that may slow that progression um, and and so denial with dementia is huge it's very I see it in my own family um, you know of just well, today they seem okay. And, and, and especially like vascular dementia, they can have days where they just seem so clear and you're like, oh, they're fine, they're fine. And then next thing you know, they're doing something that's really out of character for them and you're like, oh, they're just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And so many things contribute to our cognitive function level. Um, if we are dehydrated, we're not gonna be as clear. If our blood sugar is elevated, we're not going to be as clear. Um, If our blood pressure is too high, if our oxygen is low, all of those things also contribute to it. So any time we are seeing signs of dementia that um, are making it hard for someone to get through the day without having some of these issues, we need to get a diagnosis.
0: Okay. So we've established the fact there are all kinds of of dementia uh-huh. All alright and we've established the fact that it's important uh, to know what type you have right how does a family or an individual how do they go about finding out what type of dementia they have
1: sure so first it's a, a visit to most likely your family practitioner um, most insurance want you to start there anyways and then get a referral um, however your family practitioner is probably not going to have all of the information that you're going to need. Um, I suggest asking for that neurologist consult. Um, that is what they specialize in. They're going to be able to do much ther- much more thorough testing. Um, they're going to not only look at your medical history, but they're going to um, look at all your ailments all your comorbidities um, you know if you have diabetes if you have high blood pressure if you have COPD all those types of things um, they're going to look at those they're going to do um, cognitive testing that is probably going to be much more in depth um, a very common test is the mini mental exam um, but they can actually do neurological testing, cognitive testing that goes into much greater depth. Um, They can do genetic testing because sometimes there are certain Um, dementias that are genetic in nature so there's just a lot more testing that they can do but I also say get a second opinion I mean we're so big on second opinions with anything else I mean if somebody tells me I need a crown I'm gonna go maybe get a second opinion if somebody tells me you know you need hand surgery or something you, you get a second opinion but a lot of people don't for dementia it's like what what get a second opinion compile that information and knowledge is power i say that all the time but um, the more you know the better you can play in
0: sure knowledge is power so you were talking about the different types of tests and and one thing you'd mentioned was like a what you say a mini 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 mental test tell me a little bit about that
1: it's really a series of I don't want to I think 20 questions that they ask you Um, there's things like drawing a clock Um, there's even I was listening to a podcast earlier today and they were talking about smelling peanut butter well some of those tests they don't always work for everybody Um, There's also MRIs and CT scans that can be done on the brain. Um, You know, if you were to test my husband by a smell test, he hasn't been able to smell since the day I met him. (laughs) So uh, somebody's going to say he has dementia because he can't smell. He's never been able to smell. So that's why I think going to the neurologist and getting those more thorough testing are are so much better. Um, And even seeing the changes in the brain.
0: Well, Elizabeth, I, I'll tell you. Uh, thanks once again. You know, ah, you thank a, lot you. Of, a lot of great knowledge and great insight, and, and and thank you for thank you all for for sharing your time with us again today. Well, just remember. At Arrow Senior Living, we believe in the power of a chuckle, maintaining a childlike sense of wonder and defending the dignity of others. Until next time, this is Charlie Johnson with Arrow's Thoughtful Connections, a memory care podcast, wishing you fond memories filled with moments of joy. And remember, if you've met one person with dementia, you've met one person with dementia.
1: You can find Thoughtful Connections, a memory care podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts.